I know that's why you're all here. I want to be excited. I do want to be excited. From the blog. Chris Walker. Nobody was waiting for that. We might actually have somebody listen to the mailbag this time. You better edit all this out. And Luke Gershon. My mom was listening just to hear me dominate Hoseball. <laughs> and now, here's the show. Here's the show. Here's the show. Here's the show. Yeah. Show the show. Welcome to the RoyalsBlue.com podcast. Hello. I hope that doesn't come through well. No, re- no reaction. I'm pretty sure that recorded. And if it didn't, I'll just uh, plug in good mics and then you know give it some effects and make it really cool. So, oh, like synthesizers and stuff. That's right. That's right. Like a great uh, '80s rock band that Zach has played in. Could have done sure. a little background like Royals Blue Blue. blue. Like pan it left and right everywhere. Um, yeah, I have no idea what number of podcasts this is. Um, we uh, we haven't really done this, and I guess I can look here. Uh, Let's see, I got, I'm going to try and pull it up too. Just say it's like 36. Like no one's nah. going to question it. No one's nah, going to. I don't think. I don't think it's so. It's not quite that many. It's close though. It, it well, might that's, be. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like a check. If you just write the bigger number on there, they'll take it. All right. So it's the Royals Blue podcast number 29 Ooh, uh, we, we, start, we started doing this in what 2015 or 16 and we've made it to our 29th episode so there's that. <laughs> we, we really we turn these out that's right the best uh, quarterly we, podcast in the business would you would you like to know when the last one we recorded was nope. hold on let's take a guess let's see who can get this because I That's think good. It was this, this is us since we don't have a host brawl scheduled for tonight, and I know you're all going to stop listening now because I said that. But, <laughs> we actually just gained 15 listeners. It's crazy. <laughs> Mom um, got her friends to come. That's. Let's see. We're going to leave that. I'm going to say July 15th of last summer. July 15th, 2019 is the yeah. current the current vote. What That's what's you? on the table. I'll take July 16th. Oh, Jesus, Drew Carey. Uh, you should have gone the other way. Oh. Um, it's the story of Luke Ocean's <laughs> life. It appears as though it was March 10th. Oh, 2000, wow. 2019. We did two episodes in 2019. Um, so we're halfway there. After doing two episodes in 2018 so seven, 16 and 17 we were all over it though so you know well we it's kind of like wins i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. wins we got we did more podcasts uh i am zach i am luke uh, i'm Walker. and uh yeah we're coming at you from our respective offices bedrooms closets where wherever we might be tonight because we're all in the same situation you're all in hopefully Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. well, hopefully, hopefully, you're not one of them protesters out there. Is what I'm saying. So, or the actual patients, right? Right. That would be even worse. <laughs> this started off poorly. I feel. I don't. know. Well, but yeah. I feel. I mean, it, the news t- was breaking today, and, and obviously, there's no sports to talk about, so we can get a little bit socially conscious here. So, like. But, you know, news breaking today that there were going to be people that were actually out protesting the stay-at-home orders in places, which is just one of the most ironically dumb things I've ever heard. So, Indeed. Yeah. But they're wearing masks, so it's okay. The Most of the people, some of the people, half the people say that'll help. But, you know, whatever. But it's 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 what it is. The good news is Zach's just going to cut and paste whatever he wants out of this. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, we're live streaming. He's cutting. <laughs> he's, he's cutting, hopefully. 
We'll see what happens. I'm gonna start right. cussing. I'm gonna start cussing just to make That's, you cut. I don't. I don't cut those. I, I I try to get as many of those in as possible. Right. Man, you can tell that uh, this isn't John anymore. Jeez. Well, Luke is talking first of all, and he hasn't mentioned Frank White yet. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. what or is- or halter not halter top night at the that's game. A, so, yeah, that's another one. Yeah. So John John's considered an essential employee, so he still actually has to to work. So. Hey, I, I'm still working. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm working. I'm essential. I think I think we all are. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're all working. But, we're yeah. all essential. But that's not how for- we do. That's how we do it at Royals Blue. All essential. So. All the time. <laughs> but not not as much the past two years where we only made four podcasts. But well, we were too essential then. That's true. That's true. Too essential to quit. Sequ- nope. Yep. To nope. quit. We're gonna go there. Yep. Anywho, so uh, obviously uh, it is May, April. It might as well be May. Who knows? It's April sixteenth as we record this right now. So we've all been in our. Uh, respective distancing and quarantine lifestyle for a month or more at this point, um, which is also means also means that sports has been effectively shut down for over a month now. Let's see, when was the Big Eight or Big Twelve tournament? That was like the weekend before St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, so it's been almost exactly a month yeah. since effectively all professional sports were shut down, um, and somehow the world hasn't you know, gone up in flames yet. Um, I, I think, uh, I think e-racing with NASCAR has basically been keeping them all, uh, keeping them all together. Well, I mean, I there's been a horse on uh, ESPN for the NBA. Yeah. That's cool. Right. <laughs> and there's been plenty of, uh, you know, being able to watch uh, or else play Madden against other people and uh, right. things of that nature. And, and of course, this is a Royals podcast, not a Chiefs podcast, but there's always the daily updates of Steel and Silver Mahomes on Instagram <laughs> to to follow, which are great. So the coolest dogs in the world. Um, but yeah, so we like we not that we have like a super tight agenda all the time whenever we make these things, but we really don't have any of an agenda tonight. Um, so Except for to get you guys excited about Royals Blue. That's right. Uh, where where there has been actually a fair amount of written activity of recent, so there's something. Yeah, that uh, bot Luke made is really pushing up. That's right, Con- Connor bot, as we like to call him. <laughs> I don't know what do you guys. We again, we, there's no. Hey, host wait, role. are we supposed to be muting our mics when we drink, or is it just to the point where everybody's just going to know? Are you just saying that you heard me drink? Is that yeah. <laughs> Sounded good. Sounded it's, it is. It sounded a, like a quenchy beverage. It's a, it's a two hard ale from, uh, you know, from. I'm gonna. Bulls. Yeah, I'm gonna good. slurp and I don't even. Oh, that sounds like straight butt ice. <coughs> yep, that's what it is. Sorry. The best steel oh, okay. reserve money can buy. <laughs> yeah, Luke, my... do you have one of those Ferris Bueller uh, keyboards that you can just like make terrible cough sounds? Like... It's my, it's my uh, forty oh, of awful. Cobra, forty of Cobra going down there. Always goes down smooth. <laughs> so baseball, why don't we talk about baseball? Baseball. Well, what do we want to talk about baseball? So um, it, it's been a longer than expected off season, but it was also just off season to begin with. Um, the Royals really, I mean, so Ned Yost retired last year, in case you all forgot. Um, and Mike Matheny, Mike, Mike Matheny. Matheny. Is that, are we going to have a, uh, a new hashtag? We probably should have a contest or something. What's the new I mean, we could probably ask your average Cardinals fan whatever hashtag they used. Oh, I don't know if those are appropriate for this. If we're going to be, I mean, the best the best fans in the business wouldn't have a a negative hashtag against their their coach. Yet they did. They did a World Series. They did. Well, Luke, you're half a a Cardinals fan. What what was the? I know that there was a a lot of complaining about how he uh, how he handled his bullpens, which honestly, as far as us in Kansas City goes, is not something we're not uh, we're not accustomed to. So I don't I don't see a problem going forward. It feels more like business as usual, really. Yeah, it was. It's the most underwhelming hire for sports team in the state of Missouri since what Conzo Martin. I'm like, man, that's that's too. Soon. As as I say, as we are all Mizzou fans here, yeah, I know. Uh, um, you know, there's a big difference. There's no Kim Anderson. 
Kwanzo, uh, Kwanzo is still capable of Kwanzo. filling in the the uh, the talent. So with the talent, you still at least have uh, expectations. Yeah. Now those have not been met. Right. Well, but, it's but, tough when you lose your talent after two months. Yeah, that's true. The difference with the Royals is I don't Twice. I don't know that they have the talent. So do we really have the expectation? Like I'm feeling right now that zero and zero is about the best win percentage we could hope for from the Royals at this point in the season, and the worst. And that's yeah, how math that's works. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, no well, so, so Mike Matheny comes on when, when he was hired for all of you who, who it was a long time ago, both in terms of literal days and, you know, metaphorical days. Um, it was, I guess a, a higher met with, eh, I mean, there were some people that were upset and there were some people that were like rah, rah, but for the most part, it was just like, Oh Meh. yeah, guy. All right. Yeah. You know, kind yeah. of a deal. Um, and, and like Luke well, said, it was I mean, kind of like with Yost. It was kind of like the same thing. Like, oh yeah, Yost, yeah. sweet that guy. I Nobody remember. was real stoked about Yost being our head coach back then either. And and outside of a two and a half to three year run, no one was really that stoked about Yost any of the other years that he was the manager either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to defend him right now. And that, I mean, the dude's gonna have a you know a statue at the K. Don't get me wrong, but like. Um, you know, for for the most part, it was to prove or not to prove, but to allude back to Luke's point that he made, I don't know, three minutes ago or whatever. Like it was when the talent got there that it actually kind of mattered what Ned Yost did. And otherwise he was, he was just the, the weird wisecracky guy. And it didn't really matter that he overused the bullpen or underused this or never rested Salvi or this or that, whatever. Cause not a lot of expectations. So Matheny, I think, is is walking into a similar situation um, that if there is a Royals window starting to open, we are still way down the hall starting to walk towards that window to where we can open it as opposed to actually starting to you know open and see what's in there. And let's let's be honest, too. I mean, in, in Major League Baseball is nothing like other sports like basketball or professional football or anything like that, where coaching is a key component in winning. I think in baseball, it it really matters the talent you put on the on the field. I mean, I, I think a manager has the capability of a few wins or losses here or there throughout a season. But for the most part, talent wins in baseball. And, and I mean, I think. I think the Royals are a little bit out from having that at the moment. So whether he, you know, wins or loses a game or two here or there with poor use of the bullpen or even good use of the bullpen, it's it's really inconsequential until we have the players that matter. Right. And getting those guys kind of massaged into the system and ready to go once they're at the level, I guess, is what they say Yost was so good at. And so we'll see, I guess. Right. And, and, and it's and it's weird with Matheny how I think average Major League Baseball fan you talk to about Mike Matheny, how was he as a manager? Most of them would probably be like, who? Or they would say, eh, not very good. I mean, dude yeah. won you know, 591 games as a manager and, and won an NL pennant. And I mean, you know, granted inherited a very good situation. Um, and then down the stretch as – that situation started to deteriorate then as did his team. He never finished below 500. You know, I mean, there, there is a lot in the resume to like. Yeah. And that's right. Probably as much to like in the resume as there is to pick out to hate. And and that's the thing too. I mean, at the end of the day with all of these young players coming up, they, they still at least have a manager ahead of them that has won games that has been to the, you know, to the pinnacle of the sport, I guess they, it's not like they're facing a guy that has never been there, doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, regardless of what you think of him as a manager, he still took good players and went places with them. Well, Andy played was, in those games too. Like uh, he was a pretty integral part of some of those teams. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, at the end of the day, they at least have experience. And you know, for a young team, I'm not so sure that experience is terrible. I, I didn't necessarily like the hire, but it was kind of like you said, it was like a meh sort of thing. I mean. Uh, and, and I also think you put it somewhat in context of what was available at the time. You know, I mean, I, I think that was a decision it, not, not firmly made, but definitely hinted at, yeah, we're going to do this again when he was brought into the organization a year ahead of that, just like they did with Ned Yost, where it was kind of like a, hey, come here, learn the royal way, 
learn the way that we do things and the way that we interact with people and the way we treat people and the way, all, you know, and then whenever Yost retires, then you've, you're the first person we're calling for the interview or when Yost retires, we're going to hire you in whichever way it went, you know, um, you know, it wasn't like there was, yeah, the next Joe Girardi sitting out there. I mean, Joe Girardi might've been sitting he out was there. Actually he might've been, he might've been hired by the, the Phillies at that time, but or like there was, Madden. Madden was out there though. Yeah. But there, there, was, there were some guys out there. It wasn't a they a have to be willing to come here too, though. I mean, the dance requires two partners at the same right. time. I mean, they have to be willing to come here. And this is not a this is not an easy situation right now. So I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know there's a lot of pressure on it though. I mean, I think it'd be a pretty low pressure situation. Yep. And now another famous call from Kansas City Royals history. Fans waited 29 years to see the Royals in the playoffs. They got in and clinched a spot on game 160 and then ended up in game seven of the World Series. But they've waited 30 years for the Royals to win a division. And now the magic number is one strike. On the ground to Hosmer. Davis to the bag. Magic number zero. The Royals are the 2015 American League Central Division Champions. Congratulations, 2015 Royals. And look at the front office. Congratulations to you guys, too. Unbelievable run. They just wanted to get back to the World Series. They believed they could win the division. And who would have imagined that the lead would be so big that the Royals would be clinching on game number 152. No one would have believed that. Well, that's probably a good segue um, from Mike Matheny into uh, whatever kind of team we think we're going to field eventually when we're going to get a field of team this year. Um, we keep referencing that. So I'm on record now saying that I don't think the window's open yet. I know for a fact Luke doesn't. I'm relatively sure Walker doesn't. Um, and here we sit in 2020 and we're our fifth season removed from a World Series title. And um, so what, uh, what, what kind of team are we expecting to field this year? So the 2019 Royals lost 103 games and the 2018 Royals lost 104 games. And so, uh, gentlemen, generally speaking, what kind of season are we prepared for? Um, are we looking towards, is this another 100 loss season for your Kansas city Royals? I think so. I mean, um, and and I, I keep pointing back to the same thing that we've struggled with the last couple of years. I think you can look at pitching more than anything else. I think, I think when Dayton Moore truly feels like we're ready to make a push, you can tell it most in what he's willing to do with the pitching staffs, um, both relievers and starters. And I think at the moment, um, you have a couple of pieces that you're hopeful for, but I think when you're really pushing for the playoffs, you you almost have to have an abundance of starting pitching to start with. You have to feel like you've got six or seven guys that could really be starters. And at the moment, what are we, four, five starting pitchers short? I mean, even even three starting pitchers short is enough to, to say we're going to hit 90 losses. And I think that's where we're at at the moment. Now, I, I think there's some in the pipeline that are going to be coming up. But at the moment, where we sit, um, with no moves coming in and no expected moves coming in, you know, they're not expecting to win this year and they're showing it with what they're going to run out there on the mound every day from both the starters and the bullpen. I mean, I don't think we're going to lose a hundred games because I don't think we're going to play a hundred games. So, uh, well, that's, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Right. So, I, I mean, we're not going to lose them all. We'll sneak a couple victories out of the, uh, I don't even know. I just guess it depends who we play, but uh, the the Tigers or somebody like that. But um, no, truth be known, I think that offensively the team's going to score a lot of runs comparatively, and so I think that uh, the the pitching's not great, and it's definitely not going to win us a series or or anything like that in the playoffs. It's not even going to get us to the playoffs. But I do think the the offensive pieces are starting to be filled in. Um, there's still some holes, obviously, and they haven't filled those holes yet. 
kind of because what Luke was saying, like, because the pitching's not ready. Um, and what I also think might happen is they might start filling some of those holes with some pitching prospects that we have down there that Dayton may or may not be as high on. So the the Alex Gordon stopgap and left field, you know, bringing him back for another year, I think that was a signal right there that this is still definitely a, a rebuild and there's not an heir apparent. Um, you know, the Mavericks and the Bubba's and whatnot are probably not the guys that are going to be out there when we compete again. And so is it going to be, uh, um, you know, when, when like Brady Singer or somebody gets up, um, that probably means they're going to move somebody else down there for a hand or maybe, um, you know, some kind of a, a trade piece or a big free agent acquisition. That stuff's not coming yet. And so if that's not coming yet, they're, they're definitely not competing. I don't think this year. Probably not next year, but I would say midway through next year, you're going to really see the team starting to like 2013-ish um, kind of start to come over a hump, kind of, kind of, you know, start to go toward the top of the hill. And uh, maybe we'll have a nice little run with the, the pitching we have and, and a little bit of the collateral we've built up in the, uh, the minor leagues at that point um, so to I want, go for it. So I want to do a, a little exercise here just to play devil's advocate. Um, I also think that they are going to lose more games than they're going to win this year, and uh, it'll be about growth and, and whatever. But just to play a little bit of devil's advocate, I want you guys to pick um, pick for me here when I give you options. So um, 2015, Edinson Volquez, or 2020, Brad Keller? Oh, well, I mean, that's... We already know what Volquez was, so that's so hard. Uh, I, I'm going to take Volquez. I, I, I tell you what, personally, you know, I've I've talked about this before, and and Brad Keller has always been one of those guys that, like, you know, he came out of nowhere. You know, he, I've always talked about the uh, the three intangibles. You know, you have to have pedigree, you have to have you know extreme performance in the past, or you know, but he doesn't. I don't know. He he he's over. He's over overachieved it seems every year and, and i've it's been awesome to watch like i i love keller so much um but at some point i still feel like at some time the wheels are just gonna fall off of that train and the thing about keller is there's some really advanced metrics that support him being one of the best as far as like tunnel pitchers in the mlb and so that's getting him a lot of the the outs that he's getting and i mean that kind of plays and I just think Volquez was kind of a known commodity. He had the experience yeah. kind of at that level that it's tough to go against him. And he had such a good 2015 postseason. I mean, like, sucks like his dad died and all that. But, like, you know, like that kind of almost even elevated him even to another level. Um, I mean, would it would it be acceptable to – so, first of all, 2000 and granted you can cherry pick stats all day long. Um, and you will. Yeah, 2018 Brad Keller smashes 2015 Edison Volquez in every right. single way. But that was also um, his first year where nobody had right. seen him in the even regression and whatnot. Right. Even 2019 Brad Keller is ER depending on how well you like the ERA stat. Right. Or, or how well you like the ERA plus stat for starting pitchers is a fairly equivalent measure. Uh, ERA plus is anyway. ERA not as much, right. but um, and so you've got Keller has two years, and one of them he was definitively better, and the other one, was, and he's twenty three years old. Right, right. 20, um, yeah. and so I don't know. I, I just look at that like. Volquez seen as the ace of the fifteen team, effectively. I mean, I know you've got yo, your you know Ventura and Ventura stuff. But we'll we'll get there. But like, okay. Anyway, um, so then that brings you to plus you got more club control still too. Well, I'm just I'm just talking about so, Jordano uh, Ventura being listed as the second starting pitcher for the fifteen team, right? Uh, which I think we probably all think how good he actually was that year specifically yeah. stats wise don't match that up and you'd be looking to match that up now for I, I, 
point of this kind of long-winded exercise is that the starting pitching names that are in the 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 rotation or setting up to be in the rotation this year, even right now as it stands, aren't that much different than that starting rotation in 2015. Oh, I don't know. See, I have to disagree with you there. I, I don't know. I think, I think when you look at, so who's different, I, uh, in 15, who's, who's the had, known commodity? Are you saying like Duffy's like the known commodity? guy? Well, you've got Duffy versus Duffy. Yeah. No, no it's, that's not apples to apples. I mean, like, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, would you rather have, so you've got 32 year old Duffy this year versus whatever, 27 year old Duffy or whatever he would have been that year. Well, well, but, but which, I think which again, Duffy now is Vargas then, you know, like, which, but again, Duffy did not have a spectacular 2015. No, no, you know, and then once you get past Volquez, Ventura, and Duffy, <laughs> I mean, do you really want to start talking about Jeremy Guthrie and oh, Chris Vargas Young? Got hurt that year, didn't well, yeah. And Chris, 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 Chris Young, Young did well. Yeah. yeah, Chris Young was good that year. I mean, I, I, and I think that's what we're missing. I think that's what we're missing this year. I think you've got those same top three guys that are serviceable guys, but at the end of the day, you don't have you don't have the well, uh, four, five, six, think. seven guys that that are going to be there to eat See, innings. But, but uh, I think. It, and that would be my argument is that you do because then once you get past once you get past those top three and you look at that the 2015 team you start to get into the guys like Chris Medlin and Joe yeah. Blanton and you know who these, did well who did well those and guys we turned them over good. too they did well well Medlin did but but what we turned Blanton into, though, didn't we trade him? I mean, they 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 were league average. They were 105 ERA plus and 108 ERA plus, which is fine. Don't get me wrong, you know. But I I just I don't know. To me, that the rotation piece of it's more of a wash than I think you think it is, Luke. I, now, I, I you, might right. you might be right. Obviously, the big difference on the pitching staff is the bullpen, which you go from one of the best oh. ever. <laughs> to what has been over the past couple of years for the Royals, just horribly bad. Right. Uh, to the point that we three have had plenty of uh, uh, not quite heated, but pretty close uh, discussions about hashtag sample size. So um, let, me, let me put my view like this. Like I'm sitting here looking at these, uh, these 2015 numbers and the, um, the team ERA that year for the season was 3.73. Right. So, and, and I know you were talking about the starters and, and you're, you're, you're exactly right. Like, I mean, it, you know, maybe the starters weren't as great, but the, the deal was we were capable of getting them out in the fifth or the sixth inning, you know, every single game because we had just a massive bullpen capable of locking down a game past that point. And since you don't have that now, these starters that we're going to have this year are required to go longer if we're going to have a chance to win. And we don't have the starters to do that. So I, I think, I think having an elite bullpen in 2015 is probably the big difference in me not having faith in the starters in 2020. All right, I, can, I can get that. That's I can fair. get that. All right. Well, that was, that was long-winded and most will get cut. So that's great. Good point, Luke. I'll cut it out of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> show today and I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. People like me. People 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 like me. People like me. Alright, let's hop over to uh the side the, uh, the dish, if you will, not catcher actually, I guess to the sides of the dish, uh, which would be the batters. And uh Looking at the 2020 offense for the Royals, uh, Walker, you indicated that you thought that they were going to score a lot of runs. Tell us why you think that's the case. Well, I mean, you got the uh, AL, the home run leader uh, with uh, Jorge Soler. We got uh, Modesty, who I think is healthy. Um, you know, he missed a substantial amount of games last year. And 
he's he wreaks havoc on the bases. Um, he you know gets on, gets over a lot of triples, um, kind of stuff. We got Wit that's still going to be able to set the table. Still going to be able to you know get you 180 to 200 hits um, if he's the same Wit he's been the last four years. Um, not to mention, I legitimately think Wit's trying to play every day. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the the Cal Ripken piece where him and Cal kind of had a back and forth because uh, he's now, I think, at 257 consecutive games, leading um, most consecutive games played. Um, but I do think he, he legitimately wants to play every day, and so that's going to get you some hits. Um, you know, there, there's some pop with Salvi back, a little bit of protection maybe um, in there as well. Dozier is another year under his belt. We saw some promise, some some legitimate promise, I think, out of Dozier last year. I don't know about the the O'Hearn McBroom situation over at first, but um, if we can, you know, recapture the little lightning in a bottle that was the second half of 2018 with O'Hearn and his, uh, um, you know, his OBP and stuff like that, that, that would be great. Yep, uh, and uh, Luke will love this stat. I believe he was current. He was leading the. Uh, the Arizona, the cactus Jesus. I believe he was leading the, the cactus ca- Jesus. The cactus Jesus. <laughs> I love cactus Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. Sandwich. <laughs> uh, my favorite kind of Jesus. It's right up there with the Buddy Christ. I believe he was leading the cactus league in OPS when play stopped. So uh, Luke's favorite and most reliable uh, stat that he likes. So, hey, yeah. hey, whoa, whoa! I, I think it's an important. I mean, here's the thing: if if you're good in OPS, I mean, you're a good hitter. No, right? my point. My point was that you're the you're the refrain amongst us about how bullshit spring training tra- tra- right. stat. Oh, it's for hitters. Yeah. I, I always I always say that for hitters. Yeah. I, I think, mean, his I fantasy think- team name's not Cactus. League. But it could be. <laughs> yeah, I, I always think. Uh, I want to. I want to stress that I think Cactus League stats for hitters is complete crap. Like absolute right. complete crap. Now I think for pitchers, I think it matters a little bit depending on the scenario. What? Like I, I do. Like I mean, pitchers get lit Bruce, up in Cactus League. And, and, and cold, do, hot air. And they do. Like you know that year Bruce Chin went out and didn't throw a fastball for like his first several games, and you know had like a nine ERA. Like I get it, but I'm saying for the pitchers that you're you're trying to evaluate, I think you can really take something from some of their numbers as far as you can see when a pitcher has it and when a pitcher doesn't in spring training. A hitter, you don't. Like I mean, hitters are you know Alcides Escobar hitting several home runs in spring training. You know what uh, do you have like six that one year or whatever? It's just you just don't know. They're facing guys that that aren't aren't going to play baseball for for a major league team the next year and so they they pad stats like crazy it just doesn't matter so anywho <laughs> uh, uh walker so you were so you think um so so I I again will come back and play a little bit of devil's advocate for you um in that respect and not that I don't think you're right I think the offense will be fine um but the offense didn't get I mean what was it? If if you're planning on the fact that Salvi is back after missing a year as your big thing for how you're going to get better or that you're hoping guys will rebound, like like there's nothing about there's no guy on this team this year that you look at and you're like, yeah, that guy is going to be definitively better than whatever option there was there last year. Even Salvi. I mean, you you we all predict and hope that he's going to come back and be the guy that hits 25 home runs. But if you look at his offensive numbers before he got hurt, it was, he's not an ascending offensive player. Yeah. But what Maldonado hit last year? Didn't he hit like two five? That's what I'm saying. Like Maldonado hit 265. I mean, no, no, I will bet you a thousand million dollars. Two sixties. I bet you $5 million right here, right now that he does not hit two sixty. With a year off plus, oh his yeah, legs and knees. He's not playing in the Venezuelan I, leagues and all that. I have never felt more confident about anything in my life. There's no way that Salvi hits 260 this year, unless he hits like 260 for a week and then gets hurt and is out the whole year. I mean, his career is more than 260. Do you believe it actually is? Or are you going to check on? Hold on, it's 266. Okay, and then uh, what about those last few full years that he had? Two thirty-five last year, two sixty-eight the year before that. I mean, 
And so you think he's more too uh, No, no. I, I will, again, $5 million right now. You don't think he's no going to be at his career right now? I don't think... I don't think 29-year-old Salvi, with the wear and tear on him, coming off of not playing baseball for a year, is going to come back and all of a sudden add 40 points to his average. Is he going to stop swinging at everything? I mean, that, or, 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 sorry, I mean, 30 points to his average, whatever you want. Uh, it's 25. I mean, to get to 260 is 25. He's not hitting 260. I don't think all he right. is at all. I mean, hey, he, Hold on, I mean, though. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. I got, I got a caveat to this. If they're going to be playing in Arizona, he might. In yeah. Arizona, in Arizona, in Kansas City, if he has to play in Kansas City in uh, in uh, April, I mean it's all no. warm weather. This point. it won't be April. It won't be. April. I know. It'll I be know. June. I mean, so he, he might. You might owe Walker five million dollars. I don't think so because they're playing in Arizona. I've never been more confident. But, I mean, even if it's not, it's Kansas City in June. They're not playing again until June. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I, Heating up, it's getting warm. I don't know. Not going to happen. Hundred, uh, five million dollars. I, I, I will, I will get it and bring it. I won't need to because you'll need to get it and bring it to me. Thirty-year-olds <laughs> don't get better. He's I mean, twenty-nine, Luke. Why is he? <laughs> he's twenty-nine? Twenty-nine, three hundred and forty-two days. He'll be he'll be thirty when he when he comes back. And all he has to do is just maintain. Well, what he's done before. Yeah, I'm he, not saying, I'm not saying not, get better. His 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 trend is the wrong way for uh for getting he he has to get better. I think he has to get better to hit 260. I mean, mm-hmm. anywho, uh, but that's one example. So like, but that seems to be the thing. Like you're hoping McMahon and or O'Hearn magically actually hit consistently like MLB hitters for a whole season. You know what you've got in Wit. Wit's not going to be better than he has been. I think he can be a, the same as he has been, but he's not going to be better. You know, Mondi should be better. Should be better. Yeah, he missed like sixty games last year, right? And yet that's the hope that he stays held. Like, there's just a lot of hope to that. And again, I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just playing devil's advocate. That like you added Mikhail Franco at third base, who's a guy that failed out of a system that you're hoping you can rebound. You've got Nicky Lopez, who struggled when he came up compared to what he was. You've got Witt, you're playing in center field, even though he should be playing second base. You've got right. Hunter Dozier that you're moving to right field, who's going to be have some amount of his mental energy on that. So what is that going to do to him at the plate? You've got 37-year-old Alex Gordon playing in left field, so you would expect regression there. Like. There's nothing about the lineup as it's constructed right now that makes me think that they're going to be better than they were last year and that you're you're going to have the same problem you had last year, which is where you had a really competent one through five, and then you had one of the worst six through nines in the entire league, and that's five through nines, and that, that just killed them last year so much. That's exactly the problem, too. I mean, and... In, in, yeah, I'm sitting here looking at this too. Like, I know what Walker's saying. Like, I, I think. Oh, absolutely, felt, and I, I generally we, actually agree with him. I'm just it, playing devil's advocate. I but just, I think at the same time, we felt like the offense wasn't that bad simply because the pitching staff was that bad. Uh-huh. But at the same time, if you look at all the metrics as far as offense goes last year, the Royals ranked in the bottom five. I mean, in everything, twenty um, seventh in offense on FanGraphs and in WAR, they're even worse. I mean. The problem was the bottom of that order is just so bad that even though you feel like you have the pieces in the top half, they're negated by everything you've got in the bottom. So, I mean, I, I, you know, once again, I think if Dayton Moore was truly making a push for the playoffs, one, he would have a pitching staff capable of getting there and he would have to seriously shore up that bottom half of the order. So, for all of those reasons, our general consensus is that they're going to lose more games than they're going to win. Hopefully not as many games as in the past couple years. Yes. All right, over the past several decades, we have seen our fair share of odd trades in baseball. For example, in 1931, Chattanooga Lookouts owner Joe Engel traded shortstop Johnny Jones to Charlotte for a 25-pound turkey. In 1998, the Pacific Suns traded pitcher Ken Crayenbuehl to the Greenville Bluesmen for cash, another player, and 10 pounds of Mississippi catfish. 
Now another chapter has been added. Last Tuesday, the Calgary Vipers of the Golden Baseball League made a trade with the Laredo Broncos. So, pitcher John Odom goes from the Vipers to the Broncos in exchange for 10 double-dipped 34-inch maple bats. That's right, there wasn't even another player or cash involved, just bats. For more on this trade, we now say hello to the one and only... I'm Batman. You monster doll! I'm Batman. You sound like Cookie Monster. Darling, I don't have to answer to you. I'm Batman. I'm not the monster here. You are. That's a clever report. Duh. I'm totally Batman. Brilliant. Duh. Clearly, I'm Batman. I'm a Mario. I'm Batman. I'm a Mario. Joker, Joker, Joker. I'm not Batman. I'm totally not Batman. Duh. 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 I was Batman. Come on. Forget us. All right, we're going to hop over now to an interesting topic that's come up over the past, uh, I don't know, what, 48 hours, past week? I, I just found out about it today. Um, but uh, one of the ideas that's being floated out there, and this is a seriously being considered idea that's being floated out there right now for getting baseball back as fast as possible, but then it would impact the entire season, would be to actually structure the leagues of play by – pardon actually structure the leagues of play by where they play in spring training. So you wouldn't have an AL and an you'd have an Arizona cactus league and you'd have a Florida grapefruit league and they would play within their leagues. And then the world series would be the winner of the regular season cactus league versus the regular season grapefruit league. Um, Which is ideal. I mean, it's functionally the same as we do with AL and NL, except for there are, it will mix who's in these leagues. So looking at the the roster here in the Cactus League, you'd have an entire season of Royals, Rangers, Mariners, Padres, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Giants, Cubs, A's, someone hiding behind the letter I can't see, Reds, Indians, Dodgers, White Sox, <laughs> Brewers. And so all of a sudden the Royals would be division, mind you, the Northwest Cactus League division with the Rangers, the Mariners, the Padres, and the Brewers, which is a lot of fun former Royals that they would go get to see and play. Right, right. Um, but, uh, but obviously you wouldn't be in the same uh, division as the White Sox or the Tigers. I mean, the Tigers, let's the see. Twins. The Tigers and the Twins are would be in the great, they'd be in the completely different league. Right, the they'd be on the other league. side. And then the White Sox and the Indians would be in a different division within the Cactus League, which whatever. I mean, there's no great, huge rivalries in the AL Central right now that I'm going to cry over losing in that respect. But but just the idea that this is being seriously considered as an option to get baseball going is very interesting. What do you I'll guys tell think? you what, I, I, one thing I think is, um, maybe you guys can comment on this as well, but I want to know how they're going to offset the incredible advantage that the uh, Miami uh, Marlins are going to have in playing in stadiums without fans. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's what the Tampa Bay Rays have been doing for yeah. years and yeah, years and years, not, right? Not fair. So, so the Cactus League is uh, pretty much exactly how it would have been anyway. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, it'd be interesting. Yeah, if you're, if you're obviously playing in empty stadiums completely, yes. Yeah, that's the Grapefruit League, though. We're we're in the Cactus League where they fill, they sell them out. So, Well, but the, I guess the question, <laughs> and I don't know, again, I heard about this all today, are these games that are closed? And so there's yeah. no no fans, there's, right? That's the plan, right? No, So right. even like the Diamondbacks don't get an advantage because they're playing all the games in Arizona, right? right. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, you go back three months ago and, and you say, hey, there's a real chance that these teams are never going to, you know, get out of spring training and the whole season's just going to be a really long spring training. And then they're going to play a, you know, a world that's just weird. But you look at it as we sit here again on April 16th and there's no immediate sign that anything's coming back anytime soon. And if they follow the regular schedule of, you know, pitchers and catchers report mid February and then baseball for real doesn't start for another six weeks after that. You start to do the math that even if they started up tomorrow under the regular schedule, the games would be June 1st. But we know they're not starting up tomorrow. They're starting up 
May, maybe mid-May, and then all of a sudden now you're out to July 1st. And so things like this to where they can really quicken the amount of time that it takes a team to get ready from day one to opening day, um, they become real possibilities. And it's just, it's, it's, I don't know, fascinating and scary and weird. And, and I don't know. I love it. I mean, I love it. I think, I think any creative ways they can find to get, get sports happening again, will will excite the fans. I mean, I, I, I realize that this year might be different depending on, you know, if the, if the divisions are different, if teams that you're playing against are different, that's fine. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if nothing else, make the best of a bad situation, I guess. I mean, if this year has to have some sort of an asterisk next to it, whatever. But I know that the people watching it will still certainly enjoy it as much, if not more, than they would have a regular season. So any any way they can do it, I say do it. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to get used to our World Series champions having asterisks next, next to them. Oh, anyway, so, you, know. <laughs> you think Verlander's still going to have a yeah? Verlander's still going to have a hell of a spin rate on that fastball this year. So. I mean, that's that's. I mean, this is total divergence from our real topic now, but how, A, how lucky have the Astros gotten that all this is happening now oh, after yeah. they would have just gotten destroyed? Oh. And then B, do you actually think, I mean, there won't be fans in the stands to boo them if this happens, but like, people are going to remember. Like the, next, like the next forever that there's an opportunity for people to be able to yell at people and boo at people and hold up signs about, you know, take off your shirt, L2V and, and, and stuff like that. Like that's still going to happen. Right. Like, yeah, like I don't know. Like I mean, if the season happens and the Astros get buried, I mean, like, which they might, they may not, they actually, they're in kind of a tough division with the, the Mets and the Cardinals. Um, well, I guess the Mets are in the same boat kind of, but in the Nationals, well, I mean, national, you know, the the rainy, yeah, the Nationals uh, are right there, yeah, champions. champions, right? Like they're they're in a pretty tough tough league uh, if this happens, and so um, I mean that you may not hear it again. Like honestly, I don't know. Okay. Maybe maybe when they go back into normal like divisional play, they might you know might get it a little more. But I, I don't know. I, they might just get kind of swept under the rug. I don't know. I don't think they will. I I, I hope not. I I don't know. I mean, oh, I hope I hope they get every single piece of vitriol that yeah, comes today. I, I don't think, think it's gonna happen. happen. I I don't know. You, you look at us talking about it right here. We're not gonna forget. And and you know you got the old uh, you know drinking beer redneck in the stadium. They're not gonna forget either. And, which one? Of, which one of us is? So it's right. Know. Yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> we won't say which one. <laughs> which one of us had to take his dip out so we could record this? <laughs> How is that Bud Ice you drinking? <laughs> Phenomenal. Oh. As I finish my hipster beer over yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, it's interesting to me because I'm looking at these divisions and like the Royals aren't great. But besides the Brewers, there's not a legit like playoff contender in our division, and I'm not saying we're gonna. Well, the like, Padres make a miracle happen. Padres sure spend money like they think they're gonna be a. Contender. Well, and and the first half of last year they were in contention, and then they just you know they walked off the cliff. But right. I, I just the the division we're in could actually be very beneficial for us if. This happens now. Let's not get ahead yeah, of ourselves. Right. This is all hypothetical. And there are some real names reporting on this as being an option. Right, know, right, right. Bob, Bob Nightingale's name is attached to this. Jeff Passan's name is attached right. to this. So like, I mean, these are real people reporting on this, that this is something that is could be considered, is being considered. Who knows? Um, which is fascinating. I don't know. I mean, it'd be kind of interesting. It, it, it's it's kind of like when you play a video game and you just fantasy draft all the teams and then, you know, Derek Jeter is playing for the Cardinals and, and you know, King Griffey Jr. is playing for the Athletics. And, and it just, you know, it's kind of weird. I don't know. But yeah. uh, apparently also I only play video games that were made in 2003. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I will say this, though. Like, I think this is the year where baseball can try something. If they if they have something buried in a back pocket somewhere that they think is worthwhile or that they think could be like a, a gamble, I think this is the year that they could really play that card and they could 
see what happens and if realignment needs to happen or something, you know, like along those lines, this, this may be the year to do it. Um, because like everybody's so out of their norm that I think that they like, you could kind of take it in stride. Like nothing's normal. So why should this be, you know, like it's red, it's baseball. And so we're happy and we don't really care if it's, you know, the Padres playing the Mariners or if it's, you know, the Nationals uh, playing the, the Astros. Like, it's fine because it's baseball. Um, and then, I don't know, like, it's not going to be this way forever, obviously. You're, you're not taking a team down to Arizona from Kansas City and just, you know, playing every game. But if you needed to, to switch it up to more of a, um, like, a regional game so that they can get more games in in a shorter season and you know the MLBPA is kind of talking about maybe do we shorten the season, extend the postseason? That kind of stuff could be tested this year, right? And um, and who knows if it, you know, like it's, it's kind of like throwing darts. Like which one stuck? It didn't really matter because we were playing with house money ish kind of at this point, you know, like free darts. But but yeah, throw some things out there and uh, and and you're gonna find some things that that stand probably. Um, and you'll find some things obviously that this is a one-time deal, but right. And looking at it's funny you say that because that's exactly what some of the reports and the articles about this are saying. Like that they would they would have a need to have robot ups, which is something that people have been clamoring for for a while now. You know, and 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 other things of that ilk that are just it just you know they're talking about um, potentially doing double headers, but having each of the games only seven innings. You know, and just things of that nature where it's it's things that on any, you know, any other year, any other time, the old crotchety dudes that run baseball would just be like, no, 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 no. You're, you know, disgracing our national heritage and game and blah, 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 which obviously we all agree with to a certain amount. Um, but this could be the year where it's like crotchety old dude, like it's either this or nothing. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. yeah my point exactly. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the Royals Blue.com podcast number 29. We decided uh, it was good to be back. It was good to hear the voices of my fellow podcasters. People. Yeah. Right. My, my someone out, someone so. other than my cats. It was, that was nice. So, you know, not that I don't like my cats, but um, as always, you can visit uh, our blog at RoyalsBlue.com where there is uh, the uh, doctor, Dr. Connor, as I'll, I'll like to call him, Dr. Connors. Um, he's been posting <laughs> stuff a lot recently and, and hopefully a lot more in the future. DJ you follow, Connor. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at RoyalsBlue underscore com um, and on Facebook where it's just RoyalsBlue. Um, and we'll hopefully be doing this a little more often moving forward. And hopefully we'll have some an actual baseball something in sight that we can talk about sooner than later. So, I love baseball somethings. That's right. Anything else, gents? No. All right. Not a on, thing. on to the hamster dance. Thank you for listening to the RoyalsBlue.com podcast. Visit us at RoyalsBlueIt's.com. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.